Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr joining me here. Father, thanks again for taking time out of your busy schedule, my friend. Terry, this is what life is all about. Yeah, well, can I Making tell you? time. Yeah. Making time for important things. Yeah, it is, Father. And you know that. And you've been a priest all these years. And what you've gone through, if anybody knows important things, you do. I mean, you know, all the nice, great books that you've written and all the work that you've done helping souls come to know Jesus Christ, uh, this is important work. I want to just uh, set up the stage for today. We are going to be talking about Europe's empty churches and what are they being turned into and why is this happening? That's the other question that, Father Murr, I'd like to deal with. I mean, it's happening in America, all over the world, mostly uh, in uh, Europe and America. And we'll talk more about that. Also, some of the... Um, scandals that are going on where they're having these homosexual masses. They call them gay, but I refuse still to use that word gay in that way. I, gay to me is I'm a happy dude. So homosexual masses, many bishops are saying no, but there are some bishops like down in San Diego who are promoting them and they're cardinals. And my question is, why hasn't he had a visitation from the Vatican? I can tell you why, because they approve of it. Sorry, Father Murr, that's just my take. All right, um, another question. We're going to be uh, talking about Bishop Joseph Strickland. You heard on Saturday uh, that uh, the uh, Vatican sent two bishops, Sullivan and Kakanis, to meet with Bishop and evaluate the diocese of, of uh, uh, Texas, the Tyler, Texas. And um, I just want to say this when we talk a little bit about it. We're going to talk about what metrics they looked at and how Bishop Strickland was shining on all of them except they had one, one thing they were concerned about, and we'll talk later in the show about that. But before we get to all of the shows, we always like to get to the what we call the soul food, the gospel for the day, for Mass, and then Bishop Sheen. So, Father Murr, today's Monday. Uh, could you give us the reading for Monday, the gospel reading from Matthew, please? With pleasure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye while the wooden beam is in your own eye? Hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your own eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Praise Lord, to Jesus, the Lord Christ. Jesus Christ. All right, Father, let's hear it. Pretty I'm going to tell you what, what. What can I say to that? Yeah. Oh, it's it's there. Isn't, isn't that is that is that straightforward enough yep. for you? Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. You know, Father, here's the thing that I always say though, and I want to get your take on this gospel. You know, we make judgments when we cross the street. We look left or look right to make sure cars aren't coming, even though it's a green light for us to cross. Uh, we make a judgment. You're absolutely correct. So prudential yes. decisions and, and judgments, we I actually profile wherever I go. Because I live in L.A. County, and there's a dangerous place that I live in. Someone just stole my catalytic converter. I mean, I, I live in a city where when the city puts up a sign on the street that says no fireworks, uh, and they have this little um, uh, little uh, trailer, 
they take the wheel off the tire. They take the tire off so nobody can steal their mechanism. See, we live in a world of, of violence and of people yeah. stealing stuff. And so why do I say you have to be prudent and profile because you won't survive in this world if you don't make strong judgments? And I don't think that's what our Lord is talking about, not making those judgments. I'm hoping not. I sure hope that's not what he's no, talking no. about. I think he's what he's look, talking about. Look, look, here's, here's the thing. There's exterior mm -hmm. behavior yeah. and, and the interior person. Yeah. We call also the conscience. Yes. Is that interior person. Right. What, what we have to judge is exterior actions. That's right. You're talking about crossing the street. Well, if something as banal as crossing the street which isn't so banal if you want to make it to the other side, if you want to be alive. Right? That it. You have to judge. That, that's, that's it. But what our Lord is saying is do, we have no right to judge the interior of a man. That's we key. have no right to that. Yep. That is only, that belongs exclusively to yep, God. Yep, yep. We can't judge. And when we do that, yep. when we judge interiorly, we make a judgment about somebody's character definitively. We are taking God's place, and we have no reason to that. We have no right to that. Well said. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, and I'd like to bring Archbishop Sheen in. Full Sheen ahead. We actually bring him to our chapel every Tuesday when we teach the Baltimore Catechism number 4 book, and then we bring in Fulton Sheen to teach his convert course. It's a wonderful thing, and if you want to see that uh, convert course, it's a 12-week course we do for the Anglican Ordinariate Parishes. And you go to Full Sheen Ahead, and it's there for you. Father, the, Bishop Sheen says something that I think is so appropriate. Right? I mean, he always does. But think about this. He says about sin. He says, everyone whose conscience of sin knows that his sin deserves punishment. But if sin or guilt is denied, the need for punishment finds its outlet vicariously in the love of violence visited upon others. Now, let me just make my connection and see if I'm onto something. The last 50 years, confessions have kind of gone way, way down. There used to be a time when many, many souls would be going to confession on a, a monthly basis. That's not today. And I'm, I'm wondering if there's a connection for the sacrament of confession being used and not being used, the violence that we've seen increase at the same level of confessions decreasing. Am I onto something? Well, sure, sure. It's it's called grace. <laughs> yeah. It's called grace. Yeah. And if we want to live without grace, we can do that, but then we're disgraceful. <laughs> I like that. Right? Yes. I mean, that's what that's what disgraceful means, without grace. Yeah. And and uh, and that's it. So we're not taking advantage of, of any of these things. You know, somebody somebody was it was it on your program the last time we talked about the validity of of the sacraments of course the validity of masses yes, uh, that a, one, one, a bishop also from where was he from terry the, the bishop who, who uh from kansas missouri from yes. missouri who said yeah just a minute there are masses going on in my diocese yes, that may that that may not be valid that's right yeah because they're not using the correct the correct they're not using wine right they're not using bread exactly that's that's prescribed right well here's the thing We've come to such such a place in our in our in our in our minds where we say, well, that doesn't really matter. 
What really matters is that people went to mass, they had a, they had a good time, they felt good, and they left. No, it does matter. The, the, in those cases, those people, even if they had the best of intentions, were not receiving the grace of a sacrament. Right. Right. Well, the same thing with confession. You don't go to confession, you're not receiving the grace of the sacrament. It's that simple. Yeah. If here, and what you're saying is this: I can make it on my own. Nope. I don't need that. God, who made me, thought that I needed that, but I know better. I don't need that. I know better than God. Well, there's a right? song. I I did it my way. Yeah, I did it my Sinatra. way. <laughs> Bishop Sheen coded that. You remember that on one of his cassette tapes? And yes. I, I says, "We're doing." I, I think. I think Bishop Sheen. I think Bishop Sheen said that that uh, as Dante has abandonate ogni speranza voi che entrate qua over the entrance to hell. Yeah. I think Bishop Sheen said that that the the, the national anthem or the hell's anthem was <laughs> "I did it my way." Right? I did it my way. He did. He absolutely said that. Hey, I wanted to mention something about Bishop Strickland. We're going to talk more about it when we come back, but we have a novena going. I talked to John Henry Weston at LifeSite News, and I said, John, I wanted to uh, see if you could help us, along with other groups, doing a novena to support Bishop Strickland. So we're going to pray in our Father, Hail Mary, and a glory be, and then do one simple sacrifice, okay, for the novena every day. And this should help Bishop Strickland with our prayers because... What's happened, as I said, this visitation that took place on Saturday, and this is kind of interesting, Father Murr, it happened on the Feast of John the Baptist, and I made a joke to the good bishop, and I said, uh, 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 did, the, uh, did the inquirers bring a plate for your head like they did for John the Baptist? <laughs> a, sil a silver platter? <laughs> yeah, silver platter. Oh, my uh. gosh. But anyhow, we'll pray for him. He's, he's, he's in good spirits, and uh, like I say, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to get into uh, the issue of churches closing, especially in Europe. They're empty. And what's happening with all that uh, in the sense of they're being put into restaurants and, and even worse places like that, and they're being sold to um, Islam. They're being sold to other religions. And, uh, you know, why is this happening? And I think, uh, to my opinion, I'm going to give my take on it, I think it's part of the apostasy about the, the loss of faith and our of course. faith. Of course it is. Because with strong faith, that would not happen. People would be going to church, they'd be supporting their parishes, but the world is influencing the church to a point where who's influencing it more, the church or the world? And it's pretty obvious we're more worried about, you know, this plastic bottle recycling it than getting my soul to heaven. Did I say that? Yes. And you know why, Big Father? Well, yes, yes. Terry, you, you've got it. That bottle is important, for goodness sake. <laughs> you know? I hear you. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about praying for Bishop Strickland. And I'll give you an update because I did speak with him directly. Uh, and um, we'll talk more about the churches that are empty in Europe and why. And much, much more. I want to thank all of you folks who are supporting us to pay our bills for the Dodger Stadium event. 5,000 people went. Uh, yeah, it costs money to put it on, and you're helping us pay our bill, and I thank you for that. You can go to vmpr.org. We'll, we'll be back with more on the Terry and Jeffrey Show. Stay with us. Welcome back indeed to Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Burr, my friend, is on with us. Father Murr, this is a huge topic, but you know, you've lived in Europe on and off in your life 
for many, many years. You've traveled Europe. And in this article, it says, In Europe's empty churches, prayer and confessions make way for drinking and dancing. Doesn't it say it all there? That's uh, it says a lot. It yeah. says a lot. What's going on? Why is this happening, Father Mer? What's your take um, on this? Gabriel Marcel. Yeah. You remember Father Michelli? Of course I do. Vincent, Vincent Michelli. Okay. No, I knew him. He was, he was, a, he was a great He was a great My hero. Friend. My hero. Yeah, he was a great guy. I love that great guy. guy. He's a true Jesuit. The, the, real, the real Megillah. Yeah. real Megillah. Anyway, uh, Father Michelli, once giving, giving a, a course on existentialism. Okay. Uh, Gabriel Marcel. He was talking about, Gabriel Marcel made the observation mm -hmm. that Europe after World War II was really devastated. Yeah. Morally, psychologically, spiritually, yeah. it was devastated. Uh, people had gone through World War One and World War Two. It just, it just, it, there were so many people who came out of that with no faith at all. Yeah. Just no faith at all. They had lost, they had lost all hope. And as a matter of fact, not only did they come out with no faith, they came out with no hope. Yeah, that's Victor Frankel. Victor Frankel. Victor Frankel, a great. I, th I thought. I think he's a great psychologist, psychiatrist, sure. and psychologist. Sure. He wrote extensively on the on, on man without meaning yeah. in his life. There's no meaning. There's no hope. There's no reason. Well, now you've got no reason, no hope. No, no, no belief in God, no belief in, in your fellow, right. your fellow man, because he, he might turn around and shoot your, your head off if he belongs to the other side. Yep. This is how the Europeans came out of World War II. Wow. Uh, and it, it, it just absolutely devastated Europe. Yeah. They, they, you could call it a skepticism that they had, but it's deeper than that. It, it, they, rejected, they rejected the whole idea of God. Uh, so many people came out of that, uh, came out of World War II, especially, especially not in the United States so much, because we didn't live the war. Right. The war wasn't happening around us. Our neighbors weren't being killed uh, uh, on the front lawns. Right. right. In Europe, they were. Yeah. People saw this, and it devastated Europe. It devastated Europe. I don't think they re ever really recovered from that. And therefore, they lost an awful lot of faith. And the practice of the faith went down an awful lot. Also, on top of all of that, yes, uh, you have a nihilism that came in after World War II. Also, yes, but also the 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 uh, the, the, the sexual revolution of the nineteen sixties yes. devastated morals, just like a plague yeah. went through. So what little was left really died in that. People gave up. People just gave up what? and followed the. Follow the flesh. So you've got empty churches. Yeah. That's only part of the problem, Terry. Yeah. Are the empty churches. Yeah. I live in Europe right now. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where, but no, I live I in Europe yeah. presently. Of course. And and I'm I'm telling you, uh, the, the problem in France, for example. Yes. And it's not only in France, the churches that that, that exist are being burnt to the ground. Yeah. I think I think in France within the last few years. 28 churches. I mean, we're talking about beautiful Gothic cathedrals. Yeah. Are, 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 and look at Notre Dame. Yeah, there's a good example. They never, you know, and you know what, what's what's funny, Terry? Mm -hmm. No investigations. 
Yeah, that tells you everything, in my opinion. Oh, investigations. Uh, they think it was a cigarette somebody threw. Not sure. A cigarette. <laughs> well, th people are throwing cigarettes all over the place, and they all seem to land on Catholic churches. Yeah, it's, just it's an amazing <laughs> thing. Nobody's ever brought to justice. Yeah. Their 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 versions of the FBI are not brought in, yeah. and if they are, it's 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 not important. Right. So you've got you've got something. <laughs> what am I getting to? I'm getting to this point. I think this is a great time for the second coming, Siri. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this. I think it. I think it's optimal. Isn't this even more effective than what the French Revolution wanted? Well, it, look, they, the Masons, yeah. the Masons who were behind the French Revolution, yeah. they were behind the American Revolution, right. they were behind every revolution. Yes. Were the Masons? Yeah. And that that was their whole thing. Also, in forget Italy. I mean, that's exactly who they were. Garibaldi and and the, the Cavour. And Mazzini, all of them. Uh, this whole idea of revolution was going to be perpetual. It was going to be ongoing. Well, they they did it. They 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 achieved it. They achieved it. And you wrote, uh, you wrote a book regarding Freemasonry. Could you tell us the title of the book and how people can get it, please? Sure. I you know I've got to be, I've got to be uh, uh, truthful here. The book wasn't really so much on on Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm not an expert on Freemasonry. That's I, I really am not. Mm -hmm. What I'm what I wrote the book on was an investigation that was that was made into Freemasonry in the Vatican. Yes. From 1975 to 1978 by Cardinal Edward Gagnon, uh, intimate friend of mine. Uh, dear, dear, dear friend. I, I miss him every day. Uh, anyway, he did he did the investigation. The Pope, Pope Paul the, the sixth appointed him to do an investigation on Freemasonry in the Roman Curia. Yeah. Let uh, me repeat that. Yeah. Freemasonry in the Roman yeah. Curia. Nope. That is to say, the people who worked closest with the Pope. This is amazing. It is amazing. The infiltration. And this is the 1970s. Yes. I think if, if that cannot be seen as completely evident today. Oh, what, yeah. it's, well, I, you're not you're not you're not seeing correctly. Father, to, uh, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. What would it take for us lay people to have a copy? There's somewhere someone has that document. What is it? Uh, it yeah, certainly somebody has a document. The Vatican has that document. Okay. I I wrote. I wrote to the Vatican. I wrote to to uh, uh, Pope uh, Francis, yes, asking him. It's almost fifty years. The Vatican has a thing with fifty years. Every fifty years, they 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 open secret uh, oh, documentation. Didn't know that. Okay. And it's almost fifty years. Open that. Show us what that investigation had to say. Yeah. I know parts of it because I worked with Cardinal Gagnon, and I've drove him to all of the audiences that he had with three different popes. I, I know very well what was happening. Uh, I, I just like that to be made public. I think it should be made public. What did what did that have to say about Freemasonry in the Vatican, in the personnel working in all of the offices of the Vatican? And there were very high people, very very high positions, uh, people in high positions, I should say, who were involved in all of that. One, the most important one was the manufacturer of bishops. Uh, incredibly Cardinal important Sebastian position. Yeah, incredibly yeah. important, Bishop. And he is after after the Pope. This is the most this is the most important uh, oh, yeah. position that, that we have in the in the church and, because this is the man who's making all of the bishops for the entire world. And I really don't. He, we had we had a man who was accused, sure. and I think quite substantially so, 
of being a Freemason, and he, he named liberal bishops, That's liberal in the sense of Masonic. Progressive, yep. Liberal. Now, no, yep. I don't want to get you in trouble, but Father Murr, let's be honest. Oh, why not, Terry? You know I love trouble. <laughs> but let's be honest about this. We've noticed that the Freemasons have been very happy the last 10 years with the Catholic Church, with the leadership of Pope Francis. Now, I pray for Pope Francis every day, especially on Thursdays we pray for him. But, you know, things like, like I'll just give you, uh, and we have to pray right now because on Friday he skipped speeches because he couldn't hardly breathe. He had difficulties breathing. And, um, you know, he's 86 years old, so, I mean, his health is, is really fragile and failing. But, you know, he's doing things that the Freemasons seem to like and documents that he writes and I just think that is uh, just very interesting well, that they're very happy. Terry, Terry, why why wouldn't the Freemasons like what he's doing? Bye. He's doing everything everything that they've ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Kind of the he's this. He is. Let me let me let me use a strong word. Here's a strong word for yeah. you. Yeah. You want you want you want me to get myself in trouble? I'll yeah. Get myself in I'm trouble. writing it down. Dismantling. Oh yeah, destroying or dismantling, destroying. Dismantling. He has, he has, he has, more than anyone I know in two thousand years of history, he has personally dismantled the papacy. Yeah, well, it's and this hard. is what it's about. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's these are these are these are hard times. Can I, a hard time. Can I give you? We've got to get through them. And we're, yeah, look, we do. I keep telling people this: that we are going to be victorious if we hold on to being Christ's people. Yes. We've got to hold on to Christ, keep our focus on him. We will be victorious. If we let go of him, we will not. We'll fail. Let me give you a quote from Pope Pius XII, who's one of your heroes. He said this in 1949, April, in front of hundreds of thousands of people at St. Peter's Square. He said, do you want a church that remains silent when she should speak? And the people said, no. And he said, do you want a church that diminishes the law of God? where she is called to proclaim it loudly, and the people said, no. Do you want a church wanting to accommodate it to the will of the man? No. Do you want a church that departs from the unshakable foundations upon which Christ founded her? People said, no. you want a church that wants to take the easy way out by adapting yourself to the opinions of the day? No. you want a church that is prey to the current trends? They said, no. You want a church that does not condemn the suppression of conscience and does not stand up for just liberty of the people? No. Do you want a church that locks herself up within the four walls of her temple? No. Now, I go on and on in this statement, but I believe that was 1949, April, and I was very inspired by that speech. But I have to say, Father Murr, today, uh, many people in the church would probably say yes, because that's what we're getting right now. Now, why would they say yes? Because when you lower the bar from what the perennial teachings, we call it the deposit of faith, people were, are going to go astray. And I see this church right now where very few people take the church's teachings seriously, whether they're Catholic or non-Catholic. They all want to know, what does your church even teach anymore? And I'll tell you why, Father Murr. And I want to pray for the Holy Father because he's supposed to confirm us in our faith and he's doing just the opposite. He is making it ambiguous for people to know the faith. And I want to just tell people, don't worry about that. Worry about going to the deposit of faith that the church has always taught with the good catechism and not be 
uh, uh, let's say, flustered by him because he's not the superior of Christ. He's the vigor of Christ, but not the superior. Your thoughts, Father? Uh, to, to just to, to, my my thoughts. My goodness, you you've thrown out quite a number of well, things. Because I like what to, the whole thoughts on here. Here's the thing. I, I've said this over time and again, yeah. and we've talked about it. We've discussed it. Sure. People have got to know their faith. You nailed it. We, 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 we cannot have just we, we cannot have this idea that we're Catholic and we just go along. That's right. People have got to know what their faith is. And the problem, the problem that, that we're the situation we're in today is a result of people not knowing their faith. Yeah. Well, it's not simple. Yep. Fundamentals of the faith. We got to go back. That's why we do the catechism of uh, the Baltimore Catechism every Tuesday night here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. You can watch it on our YouTube channel called Full Sheen Ahead. We're going to get back to the empty churches also that are going on in Europe and in America and what the solution is. I think Father just said it. Know your faith because these people would be supporting their church if they knew their faith. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. I have to laugh, Father Murr. I won't give your identity away. Some of our listeners said, hey, don't be surprised if Father Murr gets a knock on the door from the Vatican. I said, oh, I know, he's, oh. he's not important. He's not a, a bishop. But you know what, Father Murr? We only do this because we love Jesus Christ and the church. This is nothing personal about anyone. It's all about the truth. And that's what sets us free. We're not anything special. I mean, people. That's what sets us free, too, Terry. And for those who are worried about me, yeah. I own a I own a, a, a small, but well, not so small. A, a good number of German shepherds that are that are here with me. Good. And so I I, I welcome anybody from the Vatican. Yeah. That comes to visit. <laughs> no put intended. Of the put intended. Okay, Father. Here's what I want to I, I wanted to ask me, and I, before I just want to make another comment about Bishop Joseph Strickland. Many people just tuned in. Where where uh, Bishop Strickland is under investigation from the Vatican. And uh, they're questioning his, uh, uh, his leadership in the diocese. They look at metrics, metrics meaning like how well are you doing in vocations. Well, his diocese for vocations is one of the top five in the country for numbers proportionate <laughs> to uh, Catholics. Okay, so that tells you something. I mean, you know, uh, if, if L.A. had the percentage, L.A. has about 80 uh, seminarians if they were on the same level of the Diocese of Tyler, they'd have 800 seminarians. Okay? So let's say that's probably a bad thing, I guess. No, it isn't. It's, he's doing great. Financially, they're building new churches. They're, they're committing to all... Yeah, the but you see, here, here's a problem. See, here's a problem that you're not looking at. Tell me, Father. You're not looking at this correctly. Okay. If you have seminarians and you have a promise of, 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 of new priests yes. every year, yes. how can you promote... Women priesthood. No, you got a point there. I can't argue. How that. can you do that? Yep. See, you have to have the churches have to be empty. They have to have no priests at all, yep. so that we can ram this through. Yep. This is that you know. I'm going to tell you something. Tell me, Father, uh, what you really. Thought. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, there used to be a society. I think it still exists called the John Birch Society. I know that. I'm familiar with him. I, my father had one friend who was in the John Birch Society. Yep. His name was Dana Makepeace. I love the last Makepeace. name Makepeace. Oh, Right? A great guy, a great guy. But he was on fire with the John Birch Society. And I remember talking to him. He, he and his wife were, were close friends of my parents. 
After you would listen to him for 10 minutes, you were sure that every single thing in the world that was happening around you was a conspiracy. Yes. And they would, they would say there's a communist be behind every tree. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, you know what? <laughs> I've lived long enough. Now we know. All of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm saying, yeah, it is a conspiracy. Yeah. Somebody's, some, look, all, all I'm going to tell you is this, Terry, and you know this already. Mm -hmm. This is being done. This, where we are today, the situation we're yeah. in, the disaster yeah. we're in yeah. is being done on purpose. Yes. And that's why we need to be praying because you're right. It's strategically being done. And again, uh, the good guys are being punished for being uh, lovers of, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, that's hard to have to say that, Father Murr, but it's the fact. And let's think about it. As, as I say, the path into the church is not acceptance, it's conversion. That's the difference between modernism and orthodoxy. Good distinction. Good I distinction. So. I think so. Yes. And I just think that that's what we're dealing with right now. And that's why we as lay people, me and my, you know, you're clergy, but the lay people are standing up and saying, no, no, no. The, the perennial teachings of the church, the deposit of faith, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for novelties. And, and I'll just, I was going to play Bishop Athanasius Snyder's uh, but I'll just recommend people to go to EWTN's Raymond Arroyo. He was interviewed about the uh, Senate, Senate that's taking place in the Vatican. And what's unfortunately, the way they call it laborious, the working document came out. It's like 28,000 uh, 28, words. <laughs> Who's going to read that? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> but in that document, it says all kinds of things about the women priests and about you know, all sure. the crazy things. Yeah. And Strickland, yeah. Strickland says, that's nonsense, you know. And, of course it's nonsense. And, and this is what, uh, you know, we need good bishops to say that, hey, the emperor has no clothes on. And I, I'm saying as a layman, uh, I wish and pray, just like Cardinal Burke, he told me, he told us this, that every day he prays that that, that Senate of Senadality will never take place. It, yeah, yeah, I know. It's wordy just like a government document, my engineer said, and he's he's bought on. <laughs> you know? And and yes. you know, if you can't yeah. say it quickly, in my opinion, uh, Father Murr, then you're hiding something. Okay? Just tell it like it is. And so I my question to you is we see what's gone on in Germany. Doesn't isn't this the kind of stuff that's gonna close more churches? Am I on to something? Of course it is. Of course it isn't that but I let me say it again, and let me say it louder this time. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, that's the agenda. That's what they want. Yeah. See, it took me it took me years to come to this conclusion, but I see it. Yeah. That is exactly what they want. Well, then here's the bottom line. You were, you were on me with me two weeks ago, and you said, "Folks, know your faith. Know your faith," and you're still saying it today. Why am I saying it, Terry? Why am I saying I it? I'm I saying why. it for this reason. Yeah. I'm saying for this reason. Yeah. If you know your faith, you know what you're hearing. It's either true or it's false. Right. You know that. Right. If it's false, don't listen. If it's true, good. But you already knew that. Right. Just continue. There's nothing new in the, in the Catholic faith. There's nothing new. There hasn't been anything proclaimed dogma, uh, infallibly by the Pope since 1950, right? Right. There's nothing new, nothing new. Um, you know, that's it. Just continue on with the faith. And don't be rattled by what's happening all around. 
Just know that what's happening all around is happening on purpose. And, and you know, I think about this topic, and I'm not an expert on Fatima. I try to live the Fatima message on Our Lady. But, you know, it seems to me they say this third secret, and I'm not an expert on the third. I didn't see it, okay? But we know popes have seen it. But it doesn't it make sense to you, Father Murr, that this apostasy that was talked about where people are walking away, think about how many priests just since the 1960s have left their ministry, how many nuns there are. I think it was uh, 680,000 nuns in America in 1965. I have the statistic here. And now it's down mm -hmm. to like 68,000. So it seems to me that there's been a complete apostasy inside the church when only a small percentage of people even think of even showing up at church, let alone knowing their faith. I, I think it comes as no surprise to you. As a matter of fact, I know it doesn't, that I was very close friends also with Mother Pascalina. Yes, you, yes. Who was Pius, Pius XII's secretary for 42 years. Yes. Uh, she told me something that I wrote in my book, The Godmother, that the Holy Father was out walking in the Vatican Gardens, which was his custom, and he froze and did not did not move. There were guards around watching. Wow! wow. Nobody 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 went up to help him because he, he hadn't fallen. Yeah, he just froze in a position, mm -hmm. and he came back and told Mother Pasqualina that he had just seen the miracle of the sun from Fatima. Wow. 1917. That Our Lady appeared to him and reenacted wow. the miracle of the sun for him. Incredible. Right? She asked him. I asked her. I said, was there any message? Besides, besides I, as, if, as if the vision weren't enough. She said, I asked the Holy Father the same thing. And he answered in one word. And she said, that word was apostasy. Wow. And she said, she, and I, I, I never forget it. She said, she said, and I ran immediately to the dictionary <laughs> to look, because it wasn't such a common word. Yeah. Right? I, I ran to a dictionary to make sure that it was what I thought it was. Sure. And, it, and it is, that's it. Apostasy. That was what Our Lady told Pius XII in the vision that she had. That's, that's what was coming. And and it is. And I, I listened to I listened to also the words of Our Lady of, of uh, La Salette. Sure. The, this warning. Rome will lose the faith. Wow. Right. Rome will. Can you imagine Our Lady saying that? Rome will lose the faith. That's where it's going to start. The well, fish dies by the head. The Italians say. Yeah. The fish dies by the head. This is this is these are these are very very trying times. They're very disturbing times. That's why I'm saying we've got to know our faith and stay the course. Yes, and for what you just said, it's pretty indicative. If if you listen to the news, what's going on in the Vatican, which all these secular humanists come in to give the voting rights to uh, the church's teachings. They got uh, events taking place that are immoral going on in Rome. So it's pretty obvious to me they've lost it in Rome. That's just me as a as a layman. And the other thing that Barry, yeah. Barry, just the other day, just the other day, to celebrate uh, 
diversity or something? Because I think I, I don't know what the heck they were. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know what the heck they were celebrating, but they brought the, the Am I? Am, I think I'm going insane. He's a shirtless guy. They had they had part of this ceremony in St. Peter's Square. That's right. Where they've got they've got a gay ballerina. That's right. Shirtless. He's gay. Yep. Bailarino. Yep. That's him. Run, jumping around and everything else. Uh, uh, and they brought up children of the hug. Children of the hug. To be. Uh, I don't, the only good thing. The only good thing was that the, that St. Peter's Square was empty. Yeah. Well, this is the kind of stuff that's been going on, and we're scandalized by it, obviously. But again, scandal is... It's, 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 be, it's beyond, but it's beyond parody. It's beyond belief. We've never had anything that like this, that. That this is happening to our church, and it's being orchestrated by the leaders of our church. This is unbelievable. Yeah, and that's why we have to speak up, and we have to pray, and, and know our faith well. And when we come back for our final segment, I also just want... We're going to talk more about building your faith up with what kind of resources you need to have. I want to also, again, thank you for supporting us here at VMPR. We were one of the key players for the Dodger Stadium March of 5,000 people. We're still paying our bills. Our credit card's due in about two weeks. I think we're going to get it done, but you want to donate to help us on that? Call 877-526-2151 or go online to vmpr.org. Come back with Father Charles Murr. We're going to talk about solutions, our faith, how to build your faith in a world that acts like God doesn't exist. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Wow. Father Murr, my, my phone's burning up. When you describe the Holy Father saying that he saw the Fatima, uh, miracle of Fatima from October of 1917, decades later, I would be, I mean, I would, I would look like I saw a ghost or something. What? That's an incredible story. Yes. Yes. Now, now, Father, we and I, you and I have talked about solutions with problems. I mean, many lay people, I mean, first of all, let me just give you my take and then you correct me right on the air. I think one of the key elements for helping people know their faith, yes, is studying the Catholic faith. And uh, uh, one way to study the Catholic faith is always to go to a parish that has a very reverent liturgy. And what I mean by a reverent liturgy, yeah, the TLM Mass, the Latin Mass, the Anglican Ordinariate Mass, there's a lot of Eastern Rite Masses, but and they can still say a Novus Ordo Mass reverently, like the parish in Pomona at St. Joseph's, but stay away from going to parishes that undermine the faith by being fancy and loose when it comes to the liturgy. And go to parishes where the sacrament of confession is offered, I say daily. And I know we, we, we have a, at our chapel now, starting July 1st, we have a full-time priest with the Anglican Ordinariate. And that's going to happen. And our place is going to be busy with people going to confession because we know that when you open up for confession, people come. But unfortunately, Father Murr, many parishes have 30 minutes a week for a parish with 5,000 families. And you don't want to go there. Yep. So that's, that's my yep. suggestion. Also, studying your Catholic faith, taking Fulton Sheen's Life is Worth Living. People, you can get that right on YouTube. I think you can watch these shows if you want it on a disc Call us at 877-526-2151. 
We also have a, a one-hour DVD on the Baltimore Catechism using sacred art. We produced it 20 years ago, and it's an awesome uh, teaching tool for young people. We also have on our website now uh, the Catechism for Children with uh, one-minute cartoons. Yes, cartoons of teaching them the fundamentals of the faith. And we use Father Lavasic, who's another trusted priest with the mm-hmm. go-to. Now, Father Murr, I'm going to turn it over to you. And you, and before I turn it over to you, I want to remind everybody who just tuned in, Father uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland is under investigation from the Vatican. We're praying a novena. We pray in Our Father, Hail Mary, and a Glory Be, and some act of a penance. So we can f- do that today for nine days and pray for it. Uh, protection because he's one of the shepherds who have been speaking out and it looks like he's going to pay a terrible price but you know what our lord paid paid a price for speaking out too he's emulating our lord so father murr getting back to my suggestion of what things you can do i mentioned the church i mentioned catechesis what else is there that you would recommend to our listeners to get them really well i would just add i would just add one thought on to to what you just got done saying our Lord was was betrayed also by the high priests right. of his time. Okay, yep. remember that they 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 were in charge. They had all of the power. Yep. They would crucify God. They would crucify God. Those who knew had all of the theology and knew where the people of God were supposed to be going and were leading them. Yep. They would crucify God rather than give up their agenda. Yep. All right. Anyway, uh, and one other thing on on Fulton J. Sheen. Tell me. You and I both love this man. Absolutely. Uh, the word that the word that we use we use the word classic. Yeah, that's right. For something, classic Coke, that classic this, Bishop Sheen. classic art, classical music. Yes. Right? What is it? What does that mean? It means something that does not change with exactly. the time. Yep. It is. It is permanent. It's, it's as good today as it was twenty five, fifty years ago. That's right. Fulton J. Sheen is as relevant today as he ever was. Uh, I, I taught uh, a convert class. I don't call it RCIA. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. I call it a convert class yeah. in New York City. Um, we always had the, the the lowest number I had was 13 people every year. Wow. They were young professionals, great people, great people, great people, and they became very good Catholics. Uh, we had Fulton J. Sheen's Life of Christ. We I used as as. I, well, there was one one young woman I can I can still remember her. I can see her perfectly well. I remember her name. I'm not going to use it. She said, "Well, the only thing that's that 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 I find a little bit uh, uh, off putting about this book, <laughs> he keeps making references to Marxism and communism." And and she said, "And we're way past that now." Really? <laughs> I said, "Yeah, right." <laughs> and so what I'm saying is. The more you read Fulton J. Sheen, yeah. who wrote 50, 60, 70 years ago, yeah. he's as pertinent today as ever. He's fantastic. And that, so, th- let me just jump in and tell you that Life of Christ sure. we have on audio, and it's free to download it. Um, it's a magnificent it tome. Is. It a is. magnificent tome. I just wanted to plug that book because you can buy it or you can have it read to you if you, you know, uh, just go to our vmpr.org or catholicrc.org. I think that's. CatholicRC.org is where that is. All right, Father, continue, please. Uh, so we're talking about what to do, right? Yeah, that's it. What to do. Well, uh, I'll tell you one thing. 
when the words of our Lord come back to me right now. Mm -hmm. And he said, remember the Pharisees and the high priests. Do everything they tell you to do. Yeah. Follow what they tell you to do, but don't live the way they live. Yeah. Don't do right? Yep. Listen to what they're teaching, but but uh live properly. I would say the same thing today. When I say that we've got to know our faith, uh, I mean that. Yeah. I mean that. Uh it's it's not hard, it's not hard to purchase a Baltimore catechism for adults That's right. and use that. Uh it, it, it's it's a it's a marvelous work. A lot of people worked very hard putting the Baltimore Catechism together. They they took out everything that was superfluous mm -hmm. and left in everything that was meat, potatoes, and gravy, as right. my dad used to say. It's yep. it's it's that. And you have you have a you have a problem with anything? I think you're gonna you can certainly use the the, the new Catechism of the Catholic Church also. That's sure. very good. But I find the, the Baltimore even more concise. More concise, more, more, more right out. Oh yeah, and and we use the Baltimore number four for adults. It's rather thick, and, and yes, really thorough. Yes. I mean, they, uh, you can still get done with number one, two, or three, or four. But um, we use that. We go right. My, you know, my goodness, Terry. They, they they actually they. I mean, people think that the Baltimore Catechism is for first communicants. Yeah. Well, there was what right the one for adults. They get into the virtues. They get into theological exactly. issues. That's exactly right. I, they get into great. It's it's yeah. fantastic. And it's if, really fantastic. And if you want to go to the class, it's free. You can just go to Full Sheen Ahead, our YouTube channel, and you can see that every Tuesday we put them up. And what's nice about it is that with the Anglican Ordinariate parishes, if you go to 12 weeks of these convert classes, you're going to be baptized. You're not going to go to RCIA, which I agree. Isn't that a, isn't that a better term, isn't it? Of course it is. Classes. I said that, convert, because that's what it is. All right, right. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. And also, uh, I want to remind people that uh, staying close to the sacraments, even when it's difficult. I remember it at when we had COVID, we never closed the doors of the church, and there were people driving three, 400 miles to our church to go to confession because the churches were closed. So you do whatever you have to do because the salvation of your soul is number one. We, you know, we don't, uh, we're not, um, you know, we're, we're not afraid of some, what, something's going to get us. Nobody gets out alive, but we do know one thing. We need to save our soul, and the saving our soul is by staying close and living in the state of grace and staying close to the sacraments, visiting Christ in the Eucharist. I had, a, I had the honor of praying at 5 o'clock this morning. Yeah, the church is open in, in Walnut. I go there and I pray. And there's a 7 o'clock mass. I, I had an extra hour. Why? Because I had other things like Bishop Strickland to pray for. And I want to ask you, our listener, step up to the plate for that great prelate. He's under persecution. I'll just say that because he preaches the gospel of Christ. And in season and out. I'll just give you an idea. Amazing. This is, this is just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah, I, I have his tweets that we're going to be doing a show Wednesday on, and he just constantly does this. He says, to be persecuted for speaking the truth is an honor every Christian should be willing to embrace. Well, that's it is walking with Jesus Christ, who is truth incarnate. Yeah, well, that's true. If we know Jesus, it is easier to speak his truth, no matter what forces oppose us. The opposition is temporary. Jesus is forever. I, I signed me up, Bishop Strickland. Fantastic. I, 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 see, Fantastic. Uh, did, did he did he use a lot of words to say that? No. 
But don't see, need a lot of words. You don't. But his point is, if we are going to follow Jesus Christ, we will be persecuted. As Bishop Sheen used to say, without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday. So I want to ask you for your prayers. Terry, yes. Terry it's, it's one of the promises yeah. of Christ. Yeah, not, yeah, promise. That's good. Christ, Christ promised his followers persecution yep. and, and a suffering and death. Yep. Well, <laughs> those I, are, those, that's what he promised. Mm -hmm, sure he did. And I, I think Bishop Strickland said it this way, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. And I'm telling you, Beautiful. we need more prelates Beautiful. to speak like that because the church right now needs clarity with charity, and that's what he does, in my humble opinion. And I just want to ask you again, pray the novena, our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be. I already did my novena the forum this morning, and a Glory Be. And then do some form of penance. Maybe you didn't eat as much as you were going to do. Maybe you went and sacrificed for something else, you gave somebody something that needed it, maybe the uh, homeless person. But every day for the next nine days, let's offer that for the protection of Bishop Joseph Strickland in the diocese. I'm certainly on board. I, I'm certainly I, on board. I know you are, Father. You know and, that. And, and I talked, I'm going to be speaking with him. I'm going to tell him what we just did today. And I know he already responded. <clears throat> I'll give you. Here's what he said. And, and again, I'm probably one of the rare guys that, uh, communicates daily with him. But here's what Bishop Strickland said. Hang on. Uh, he says, um, please just encourage people to their prayers. They are the strongest and the best gift I can receive. So, humble. Father, Father Charles Murray, what state should we be living in? The state of grace. If you, if, if you can't live in Tyler, Texas, yeah. the state of grace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Our Lady of Fatima, I've been quoting her about offering up sacrifices. She said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Think back to what Fulton Sheen said earlier in the show about sin and the denial of sin. And violence is what we have right now in our world. So let's get to the confessional. Let's get to the sacraments quickly. And let's share that gospel that we've been given with anybody who will listen. And I want to thank all of you again for your support. We couldn't do this without you. Someone just, they're making big donations to us, especially after Dodger Stadium. Well, we stuck, we stuck our neck out. And guess what? It was worth it. 5,000 people came. Thank you for supporting us. We'll do it again. I'll let you know the next time. Stay with us. We've got more programming here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God bless you oh, and your family.